1: Welcome in episode one hundred and eight. What's right with Nick Wright? Live on YouTube. You can add your comments in the chat. We will get to your comments and questions in the C block in the chat. Also, I'm sad to announce I'm not going to do book club this week because I have fallen behind on book club and on selecting the book officially. In fact, we're going to pick book club up at the after the new year, but we're going to have our full regular recording schedule. Of uh, three shows a week. We got a week 16 gambling show coming for you tomorrow. Also, on today's show, in about 20 minutes, top of the B block, DeMonze is broadcasting today through an injury. He mangled his finger, getting it slammed in a door. Mangled. It led me to just reference the fact that I once had to have stitches in the same finger. Is, is it your middle finger, DeMonze? No. The same finger that DeMonze is having issues with. Uh, because I tried to juggle a broken glass bottle. That story is actually wilder and funnier than it sounds, and it didn't involve alcohol. It didn't involve... We'll tell that story in 20 minutes, but let's get right to it. T- here is what is not on the show today. What missed the cut for today's show is Ryan Tannehill likely done for the season. What didn't miss the cut is that means. My Jags playoff future, gonna cash. My Jags division-winning future, Going to cash my Jags season over. Going to cash and my life equity that I have built put into the Prince that was promised. That's going to cash too. Uh, Travis Hunter following Dion to Colorado and Trace McSorley is going to start for the Arizona Cardinals. None of that made the show. Don't forget to add your questions or comments to the chat live on YouTube and to subscribe on YouTube. We're not going to get to the hundred thousand by New Year's. I'd love if we could maybe get there by the Super Bowl though. So please subscribe on YouTube if you don't already and click the bell so you get alerted when we go live. DeMonze, what are we
0: starting with today? We started with Jalen Hurts. He uh suffered a shoulder shoulder injury last weekend against the Bears. Yep. So Gardner, Mins- Gardner Minshew is starting versus Dallas and the Cowboys are big favorites obviously. Yep. This is great news for Patrick Mahomes which now is a straight shot to MVP. But uh is, is Philly the best is Philly the best team in the NFC if Hurts isn't 100% for the playoffs?
1: Absolutely not. I don't think they're the best team in the NFC if he is. I think San Francisco's the best team in the NFC, but they obviously need Hurts fully operational. This is not going to be, I wouldn't imagine a situation like Carson Wentz goes down, Nick Foles comes in, goes on a magical ride, they win the Super Bowl. That team, listen, Minshew is a good backup. He is not what Jalen Hurts has been so far this year. So they need Hurts back. With that said, guys, there I don't want to sound like old school football yelling at a cloud guy, but there is a reason that for the entirety of NFL history, teams have not wanted their quarterback to be their primary running threat. And what we have seen this year is validation of that. I, now, let me be clear. Having your quarterback, having a quarterback that is not a pure drop back passer and can beat you with his legs is a massive edge and a massive advantage. And it is hard to, in modern NFL, to overcome if you don't have that. Burrow can do it. Herbert can do it. But almost all the other excellent quarterbacks add a dimension with their legs. But that needs to be something that is done in case of emergency, not what you build your offense around. And Josh Allen can beat you with his arm, but he also, quarterback-designed runs, are a massive part of what the Bills do, and they're almost unguardable, indefensible, I should say. With that said... Josh Allen's got a banged-up elbow and has had it for weeks now, and they keep running him. That would concern me. Lamar, running almost has to be a part of his game. Not shockingly, for the second straight year, he's hurt. Kyler is hurt and with a serious injury. Jalen Hurts is hurt. So there is a real, some injuries in the NFL are fluke, or random nothing you could do some spots you've got to make responsible decisions in how you use these guys Justin and, Fields too Justin well he and, was and just hurt he, he, he got he got, got banged hurt. up in that last game now i with with Justin Fields and with Lamar Fields where he is now and Lamar it just seemed i mean he hasn't evolved enough as a passer yet and I don't know, I mean, at this point, I don't know if he will. I understand the idea of, well, that is the best part of their game. So we're not going to take it out. Jalen has shown enough evolution as a passer, and Josh Allen certainly, Right. that I would be more judicious with it. Mahomes is a great runner. He's not that fast, but he runs to open area and he's effective. But the Chiefs do that in case of emergency. And they never do designed quarterback runs. All of Mahomes' runs are scrambles. With the Eagles, they've solved third and one and fourth and one. How have they done it? By having Jalen Hurts run directly into the back of the offensive line, then having two guys shove him in the back. So you have your franchise quarterback with 21 guys on the field all hitting him from different angles. That's risky. Just flatly risky. And so I think that is something these teams have to consider. That's first of all. Second of all, on the Mahomes MVP thing, I told you guys when it became Mahomes versus Hurts that just wait long enough, and if Hurts fell off, and at this point he hasn't fallen off, but he did throw a couple picks last week and now he's going to miss a game they will create a new contender. Mark my words. If the Bengals beat the Patriots this weekend, which they should, the narrative on all the shows next week will be, oh, if Joe Burrow and the Bengals beat Josh Allen, is he the real MVP? So it's going to, the, the narrative will have gone Mahomes versus Allen, to Mahomes versus Hurts, to Mahomes versus Burrow. Tua was almost in it at one point, but then he fell off. Instead of just acknowledging that the most talented player whose team has the second-best record in football, who has the most yards by a mile, the most touchdowns by a mile, and a passer rating higher than all the other MVP candidates, that he's the MVP... Folks are going to try to create uh, a two-person race, even if that second person is just constantly changing.
0: All right, next. All right, you said the Jags are going to run the table and make the playoffs. I did say that. Tonight, they have to play Sauce Gardner and the Jets on the road on a short week. Yep. Trevor's run two road games in his career. It's going to be freezing, and he's just lost his left tackle. Yep. Do we have to physically restrain you from betting the Jags, or are you a lost cause? Well, I don't know if I'm going to bet the Jags, but they're going to win. Okay.
1: Their defense is going to make, I mean, here's the thing. If the Jets had Mike White playing, I'd feel differently about this because I, the Jets defense is excellent. And I do, and I am bummed that Trevor lost his left tackle. But Zach Wilson's a terrible, terrible player. And at least he has been. That sounded more harsh than I meant it to, <laughs> but he's bad. And the Jags are going to win and the Titans don't have Tannehill. And the Jags are going to go to the playoffs. And I'm telling you right now, the possible five seeds in the AFC, the likely five seeds, are the Ravens, the Chargers, or the Dolphins. I don't think any of them want to see the Jags. Now, the other division winners are going to be the Chiefs, Bills, and Bengals. So I suppose they would rather see the Jags than see those teams. But the Jags are going to be hosting a playoff game. Just like Peyton Manning in year two, Trevor Lawrence is gonna win his win the AFC South and host a playoff game in year two. Now, Peyton, I think, was 13 and 3 when he did it. But still, the point stands, and me never abandoning the prince that was promised is one of my best sports takes ever. What, Demonze? What are you shaking you your head? You might have about?
0: briefly abandoned him.
1: No, I stopped betting him. I never abandoned him. I absolutely never no. abandoned him. Fourteen touchdowns, one pick over the last six weeks the league's highest passer rating all of these things and uh we will there's one other point that I wanted to oh yeah about the jets just i i threw this out on tv yesterday briefly just let the, let the chat marinate on this okay this offseason afc east quarterback trade both from the same draft class, both falling out of favor with their teams. Who says no to Zach for Mac? Who says no to Zach, Zach Wilson, Wilson Mac for Mac Jones? Straight up, I don't know if Gabe's with us today. The would, but I don't think Belichick uh,
0: likes Mac Jones. Zach Wilson... Do you that he, he doesn't like Mac Jones and he's going to take a liking to Zach Wilson? Well,
1: Zach Wilson at least has physical tools. And if he thinks the problem with the Jets is they're the Jets, it's been coaching. Meanwhile, the Jets just want a quarterback that will play the way Mac Jones played as a rookie. You know what I mean? Don't make mistakes. It, to me, both those guys are, I believe, done in, with their respective teams. I think Mac's fallen out of favor, and Zach Wilson has clearly fallen out of favor. But they're both on rookie contracts. I think Zach Wilson for Mac Jones is an interesting, my problem for your problem, see who can solve it.
0: Just just let it, just, just let it marinate, folks. Okay. All right, next. <laughs> no, no, no. I think they're, we're going to make a poll for it. Maybe we'll answer it later. Um, Jag- that's what I'm guessing is going to happen. But, yeah, there's that poll. Oh, okay, so we're going to make a poll for Mac for Zach, who yeah.
1: says no. So, make the options. I don't know if we can do multiple options like this, but the options uh, Jets say no, Patriots say no, both say no, both say yes. Right. Make that the uh, four options. I think they both say yes. Uh, By the way, 77% of our audience is on the Jags plus a point and a half. All right, next, Damonse. All
0: right, the race for the AFC one seed is a close one. The Bills currently sit at the top with a tiebreaker over Kansas City. The Bengals and Chiefs have a real shot at taking taking over by the end of the season. Yep. All three teams are favored to win this week, and Buffalo and Cincy play next week. Buffalo is the favorite, uh, favorite to be the number one seed, but you can you can get Kansas City at plus one thirty. Yep. And the Bengals at plus seven hundred. Who are you putting your money on? Okay. I
1: think Kansas City is going to be the one seed. Kansas City has Seahawks, Denver Raiders to end the season. And you think the Bills are going to lose to Cincinnati? I think the Bills are going to lose once. So but let me but let me walk through this real quick. I believe the Raiders come week 18 are going to be mathematically eliminated. So I if the Raiders were playing for a playoff spot in week 18, that's a tough game. It's a talented Raiders team that only lost by one the first time they played Kansas City. But if they got mathematically eliminated the week before, which I think they will have, that's a much easier game. The Broncos stink, and the Chiefs are going to beat the Seahawks this week. So I don't think the Bills are going to go undefeated. They almost lost last week to the Dolphins. They're at Chicago, then at Cincinnati, and then home for New England. If I were to bet this, however, Cincinnati is an intriguing bet. Because if Cincinnati runs the table, they just need Kansas City to lose once. The Bills will lose by definition if Cincinnati runs the table because right. they will have lost to Cincinnati. They would just... If Cincinnati runs the table, they need the Chiefs to lose once. So Cincinnati at 7-1 to one is the most intriguing value proposition, but I think the Chiefs are going to get it. It is going to be a really... it. Assuming... Let's just assume all three win this week and Cincinnati wins next week. Then all three teams have to go all out in Week 18 because they will... If, if that happens, Cincinnati, Buffalo, Kansas City will all be alive for the one, the two, or the three. So Buffalo's in a weird spot where if they beat Cincinnati, again, assuming they all win this week, okay? If Buffalo beats Cincinnati, then Buffalo just has to beat the Patriots in Week 18, and they're the one seed, and Cincinnati, if they lose to Buffalo, is essentially locked into the three. But if Cincinnati wins that game, then the, and assuming the Chiefs beat the Broncos, going into week seven, week 18, the Chiefs would be 13 and three. Buffalo and Cincinnati would both be 12 and four. And, but Cincinnati would have the tiebreaker over Buffalo. Both of them would have the tiebreaker over Kansas City to where if Cincinnati, if Kansas City were to lose in week 18, Kansas City would fall all the way to the three line. So it, there's not going to be any resting for any of these teams. And that, by the way, I'm going to tell you the worst case scenario for any of these teams is you don't get to give yourself. If you were to be eliminated from contention for the one seed and just like locked in to the three line, for instance, you can rest in week 18. You can just give yourself a bye. But if you're still alive for the one seed and you got to play all out in week 18 and then don't get the one seed, you don't get a bye. And that's going to happen. I think that's going to be the scenario. I think all of these teams are going to have to play all out the final three weeks of the year, and only one of them is going to end up with a bye. We'll see who it is. It Right now, Buffalo is in the pole position, but I don't think Buffalo is running the table the rest of the way. It's one of the most interesting races top a conference that I can remember with three teams, not tied, but damn near
0: tied, and two of them play each other uh, in Week 17. All right, Last. All right, LeBron and Luca go head to head on Christmas Day. Yep. Not sure how you're going to mentally handle this game. Mm-hmm. The Lakers started started off slow, but have an, had a nice comeback before Anthony Davis went down. And the Mavs started off hot, but have struggled lately and are now below 500. What are you going to do when both of your guys don't make the playoffs? Okay, that's not going to happen.
1: The mm-hmm. idea, the idea that they both miss the playoffs, is almost impossible. One of them missing the playoffs. Is on the board. The Lakers, listen. I think the Lakers are going to be able to tread water without AD. But LeBron last night was thirty-one, six and eleven, and they lost by double digits to the Kings. If they don't make a move, it'd be one thing if they were play, if they were losing these games and LeBron wasn't playing well. LeBron's playing excellent, and they're just not good enough. The here's the reason that I don't think they they both can miss the playoffs. Denver, well miss the play-in. Could they miss the playoffs? Yeah, they could. But Denver, Memphis, New Orleans, Phoenix are basically, to me, locked into the playoffs. The Clippers are close. to it, would, it. You can't call them locked in because of the injury stuff with Kawhi and Paul George, but call them in. And the Kings could fall off, but they're playing well, okay? Those right now are your top six seeds. Portland, to me, is a question mark. Utah is a question mark. Dallas is right there, and then there's Minnesota tied with Dallas, and then Golden State. By the way, the Lakers are behind OKC at the moment. Golden State, OKC, and the Lakers take you for down 11, 12, 13. As far as making the play in, Dallas is going to be fine on making the play in. The Lakers hopefully will. We'll see how long AD is out. Making the playoffs, though, it's not a guarantee. And it is hard that both of these teams, listen, I picked the Mavs to make the finals. That doesn't look like they have the team for that. I'm not going to deny
0: it. I mean, Luke is unbelievable, but the team around him has not been what I thought it would be. What? I don't know. Maybe this is my first time hearing you say this, but when the heck did you choose the Mavs to go to the finals this year? Before the season. They made the Western <laughs> Conference finals last year. <laughs> And then traded Jalen Brunson, and you're like, they're going to the Well, they to let him walk. They, they let
1: Jalen Brunson walk. No, I understand that. Uh, it was it was maybe, uh, you know, you've benefited from this at times. You know, I have an outsized belief in my sons. Uh, and so, uh, I'm going to be honest. Mobile. This was not my greatest, uh, the last few minutes, analysis of the NBA playoff picture. I have not really considered the possibility that both LeBron and Luka miss the playoffs, it would be damning for Luka, a guy who I think has a chance to go down, will go down as one of the 10 greatest players ever. He can't miss the playoffs. I don't think he will. He has to be able to drag this team to at least the playoffs and then see what happens. The Lakers right now roster is super flawed without AD, and AD's hurt again, so they're very hard to evaluate until you see what trade they make. There was little rumblings about a potential Russ, and both the firsts for Bradley Beal. Now, that would be a fascinating trade and help the Lakers a lot, even though Beal, Beal's on a crazy contract. That would change the math. The Lakers are just hard to evaluate until you get the full roster, but we're now 30 games in. So at some point, it becomes too late. Yeah. What helps both of these teams is the Warriors stink. right? And the Warriors, which are one of the teams that everyone thought was locked into the playoffs, Right now, it's just a game up on the Lakers themselves, and they don't have Steph for the next month. So the Warriors could open up a playoff spot. All right, take a quick break. Come back. I'll tell the story about when I try to juggle a broken glass bottle. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie. So, why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So, get started at Angie.com. That's A N G I. Or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. All right, welcome back in episode 108 What's Right with Nick Wright. Before we get to. Uh, the rest of our show, a few polls from the first segment to address. I proposed uh, in the offseason, Mac Jones for Zach Wilson trade. Uh, Who says no? The audience says 45% of the audience says New England says no. 9% of the audience say the Jets say no. 34% says both say no. And only 10% say both say yes. That's a, that's, I, I, how, what are y'all talking about? How can they both say no? How can the jet, the, <laughs> how can the jets not be on board with this? So 49% say the jets say no. And 34% say both say no. So 43% of you think the jets are like, no, we're going to ride with Zach Wilson. They made him third string. Before their Mike White and Joe Flacco got give me a break. <laughs> and as far as the Patriots, they 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 should be going with Zappy right now. Yeah. you guys are wrong. I'm just telling you the audience <laughs> wrong. Uh, as far as who makes the playoffs, ten uh, percent say the Lakers, fifty three percent say the Mavs, twenty eight percent say both, Neither say seven percent. Okay, that's about right from the audience there. All right, now a story. So DeMonze gashed his finger. By slamming it in, uh, he got closed in a in a door, and it's cut badly, like right across here. And he probably should have gotten a stitch. He didn't get a stitch. He'll be all right. I have two stories to tell. The first one is a heartwarming story. The other one is a funny story about my childhood. When Demonze's mom and I first started dating, we couldn't have been dating more than three months. You, I, you, I, you, I'm i sure you don't remember that. Well, I'm sure you do remember it. I up my eyebrow. Yeah, you, you tripped outside of someone's house and it was, they had those like cement steps leading up to the door with one of those wrought iron handrails and you slipped and gashed your face right on, right where your eye socket is, right on your eyebrow and cut it badly. And I was out to dinner and your mom called me and was like, what should we do? Uh, I think he needs stitches. I don't know if he needs stitches. And the neighborhood that you lived in at the time, was in the inner city in Kansas City. The emergency room there, you'd be there for 10 hours. So I told your mom, I said, take him to the fire station off 63rd Street. And she was, and if people don't know, if people that are watching don't know, My dad was a firefighter for 40 years, was president of the union for 30 years, and I used to kind of work with the fire department, drove around different fire stations, and sold firefighter uh, apparel to different firefighters. So I knew all these guys, and they all knew my dad. And all the firefighters, all of them are EMTs, and some of them are paramedics. I was like, you're right by a fire station that I know one of the guys. guy's name was Chris Zaglinski. An old, uh, not, I mean, older now, but at the time, relatively young Polish guy that had worked with my dad, a great dude. I was like, just go there, knock on the door, and tell him who you are. And your mom was real skeptical. And she did it. And the firefighter opened the door. And it wasn't Ziggy uh, who opened the door and was like, hello? And the way your mom was just like, yeah, my son fell and. You know he's bleeding, and I. They were like, "Okay, well, we can like give you some gauze or something, but you need to go to the hospital." Okay. She's like, "Yeah, I knew that, but my boyfriend said he knows you guys." They're like, "Huh?" And your mom was like, "My boyfriend's Nick Wright," and Ziggy heard it and said, "Oh, Nikki," and then brought you guys in right. and gave you what was called new skin. And said, put this on, some butterfly bandages. It could use a stitch, but it doesn't have to have one. Right. And then I tended to that wound for like two months. <laughs> it, for real. Like yeah. every We had to do it. And I, there's not even a scar there anymore. Your eyebrows grew over. It, it was right there. Yeah. It was right there. Okay, so that's that story. That was like me and Demasi's first real bonding moment. Because me and his mom were so new. Demasi was... 10 years old, 9 years old, and somewhat skeptical of me. Okay, now to my story about messing up my finger. So I had seen on the David Letterman show someone have broken glass beer bottles and juggled them, okay? I used to love IBC root beer. The root beer that came in in a glass bottle. And it was summer, and I was like 12 years old. And I was walking across the street with my IBC root beer and I dropped it. And it, the bottom of it broke. And it looked just like the, bottle, the bottle. And I'm with my friends. And I lived, this is in the summer, and I lived right, but I used to climb a fence from my house, go, go, go across the street to my neighbor's yard, climb their fence, and I was at school. There, my school butted up against my neighbor's backyard. So I could just walk to school in five minutes. Um, That's going to be relevant in a moment. So the bottle's broken. I throw it up in the air, and I catch it by the non-broken part. But my friends aren't looking, (laughs) and they don't believe me. They're like, no, you didn't. I was like, yes, I did. I did. Watch. throw it again, catch it by the non-broken part, and it slices my finger right open. Right open. And I'm like, oh, this is bad. This is real bad. I was like, but I can't call my dad and be like, dad, I was juggling a broken glass bottle. Yeah. What do I do? And I knew my school had a summer program. So with my hand just dripping blood, I hopped the fence, walked into my school went to the nurse and said i cut my hand she was like oh my god how'd you do this i was like i fell in the grass and there was a piece of glass and i cut myself she's like oh my god and then she stopped and she goes hold on a second are you enrolled in the summer program i was like no she was like why are you here and i said i just i i hurt myself she said you can't just come here for medical attention, I was like, <laughs> "I need help." She said, "You need to call your parents." I said, "No, not call my parents." So she gave me like paper towels and kicked me out. I was like, "You got to get out of here. We're not responsible for just. We're not a." You uh, told her that you went to that school. She knew me. Oh, okay. that's how she knew. But I did. It was July. Right. like I had nothing to do with the school in that moment. Went to my friend's house. I was like, I, 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 I think I'm going to be okay, but I got to clean it. And my buddy poured hydrogen peroxide. And oh, this is a that's better. deep nose. I mean, it, it wasn't better. I passed out. Heard <laughs> so much. I passed out on his floor. So now I wake up. It was very brief, Pat, but I like fainted from the pain. I'm bleeding everywhere. His mom heard me fall. She's like, what happened? It's like, I ah. and again, now I'm pot committed to this story of I fell in the grass and cut my hand, which makes no sense. So she's like you have to call your father.
0: I'm like oh boy. Well, I guess I really got to call him, no. Called him.
1: Like dad, I cut my hand. I think I need stitches. So I mean he to his credit, you know, didn't worry about the circumstances of it just came and got me, took me to the hospital, I got some stitches. As I'm getting the stitches, he's like, "So what happened again?" I'm like, I fell in the gla- in the grass in our front yard. And there was a piece of glass there. And he's like, okay, <laughs> I think I'm an idiot. And so I get the stitches. We go home, we pull into the driveway Point to me. The piece of, glass. yeah, he's like, I was like, what are you doing? He's like, well, I don't want you to happen again. We got to find this glass. And I mean, I don't know if I ever told him the truth on it, but I, he knew that I was doing something dumb. He knew I was doing something dumb. So that's my story. Uh, I hope that was a good story. All right, Demonte, let's get back to the show.
0: Go ahead. Oh, all right, let's talk a little bit of golf. Yeah. Golf. On Tuesday, the Masters announced any golfer who qualified based on previous criteria will be invited to play in 2023. So after all that, the tour guys are going to be able to pay the master, play, play the Masters. Play the Masters. Yeah, play the Masters. Uh, I'm sorry. Augusta yeah. Chairman Fred Ridley said, Our focus is to honor the tradition of bringing together a preeminent field of golfers this coming April. Was this a classy move by the PGA, or did Phil and the other Live Tour guys officially just win the argument? Well, the Masters
1: is like its own self-contained thing, and they kind of make their own rules. So I don't know that Phil and the Live Tour guys uh, won the argument, but this is obviously bad. In my opinion, it's good for Live Golf And bad for the PGA Tour because one of the few real chips that the PGA Tour was going to be able to hold was if you go play on the live tour, you're not going to be able to compete for all the majors, maybe any of the majors. But now you are going to be able to compete for the Masters for what it's worth. I don't have as much of a I'm not as wrapped up in hating the live tour as some people are. I'm not. A, I, I, it's not that I support it. I've just been pretty. I haven't. I, I, I've talked about this on the show before. I think it's very hard to be a morally pure capitalist. I understand that the Saudi government is on the far end of the spectrum of people you wouldn't want to be in business with. I get all of that. With that said, I. I it's for another day. The the moral relativism of how we all go about our lives, who we all get paychecks from, or a lot of us get paychecks from, it gets, it's more complicated than PGA Tour good, live golf bad. I, I, I think it's a little more nuanced than that. But as a huge fan of the Masters, I am glad that the best golfers alive, all of them, are going to be able to play in it. So from a purely selfish sports fan perspective, I'm glad that this came about. All right, what game are we playing?
0: Today we are playing this or that. Yep. Uh the first one we've got here is the Vikings clinched the NFC North in that ridiculous Colts game. A crazy yeah. comeback. And now they play a suddenly alive Giants team. Gamblers are excited to bet against the uh, bet against both quarterbacks in the playoffs. Quarterback you trust in the playoffs more is Kirk Cousins or Daniel Jones. I mean Kirk Cousins.
1: I trust him more than Daniel Jones in the playoffs. Neither's great. Also, it's absolutely in play if the Vikings win this game. And I like the Giants plus the points. That'll probably be one of my picks for tomorrow. But it's absolutely in play if the Vikings win this game that this is round one of the playoffs. The seven seed Giants, who are currently the six, against the two seed Vikings, who are currently the two. So we might get this game in the postseason. We might, which would guarantee either Daniel Jones or Kirk Cousins makes round two. the The Vikings are not a bad team, but they are obviously not as good as the eleven and three record suggests. And their fortune in one score games is historic. But I will give them credit for not giving up against Indy in a game they could afford to lose because they have such a lead in the division that they were going to win the division no matter what. I give them credit for that, uh, and I trust Kirk a little bit more. Also, Kirk has Justin Jefferson,
0: which is obviously massively helpful. All right, next. I just want to add, it's really crazy how the narrative is now they play a Giants team that's suddenly alive given the start of the Giants season. Just wanted to point that what do you out. mean i don't understand he's saying we we're saying their giants are suddenly alive given i mean they oh they started, started off like, six and one right.
1: <laughs> and then they <laughs> fell apart and now
0: yeah. yeah absolutely okay i got you go ahead uh, all right after starting one and seven the lions have won six out of seven and dan campbell is the coach of the year favorite they can enter the playoff picture as soon as this week the lions will sneak in or miss out all right let's talk about this for a moment so Football outsiders
1: playoff odds, which is something that I value a lot. Let me pull it up, the the latest one. Uh, have So we know, so there's going to be two playoff spots available for Giants, Washington, Seattle, and Detroit, okay. okay? The Giants are at 90% to get one of them. Let's just pencil them in, okay? Washington's at 26%. Detroit is at 43%. And Seattle is at 33%. So, not a huge discrepancy between any of them. Obviously, football outsiders likes Detroit's chances. So, let's look at their schedules, okay? Detroit 7 and 7, Seattle 7 and 7, and Washington is 7-6 and 1. That tie is actually helping them quite a bit at the moment. Washington the rest of the way. This week, they're at the Niners. Then they're home for the Browns. Then home for the Cowboys in a game that likely will mean nothing for the Cowboys. That's critical, right? Yeah, The Cowboys are probably going to be locked into the five seed at that moment. So the, I, I would imagine the Commanders lose this week, win next week, and then play a Cowboys team that might not be playing for anything. So they have a real good shot at getting to 9, 6, and 1. If they were to do that, then Detroit or Seattle would have to run the table. Detroit, the rest of the way, has the Panthers, the Bears, and the Packers. The Packers, I believe, will be playing for nothing in Week 18, will be officially eliminated. Will they play Jordan Love? Will Or will Rodgers demand to play? I don't know. that's a nice schedule for the Packers. Seattle is in the roughest spot because they have the Chiefs this week, then they're home for the Jets, then uh, home for the Rams. So looking at those schedules, I do think Detroit gets in. I think Detroit sneaks in to the playoffs. And that actually would mean, I guess I just said the Giants could be the seventh seed. They're probably going to be the sixth seed. But they could be the seventh seed. They're probably going to end up being the sixth seed. But, yeah, I think Detroit sneaks in.
0: Sneaks in. All right, next. Okay. So we got Jeff Saturday benching Matt Ryan and naming Nick Foles a starter against the Chargers. On Monday, you said Saturday was incompetent and not trying to tank. But this is the third quarterback change in five weeks. And Foles didn't take any snaps with the first team since camp. Are you sure he's trying to win? Jeff Saturday is trying or tanking? He's trying.
1: He's trying. If you were tanking, yeah, you could just stick with Matt Ryan and just call seven step drops and just have him fumble the ball and get annihilated. No, he doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. This is not five-dimensional chess. This was this is the quarterback the, the NFL coach version of when when Trump had the press conference and he was like, Bleach kills COVID. I don't know. Is there a way to drink it? Like that wasn't him like playing some oh, he understands something we don't understand it was just a guy who's not that sharp thinking on his feet and it didn't go well <laughs> Jeff Saturday flailing as a head coach is a guy who is not supposed to be a head coach the, it, flail just just
0: making random choices and then whenever something historic happens in a negative way I feel like it's got to be something's off there
1: yeah I mean they've been outscored 83 to nine in the fourth quarter since he took over they blew a 33 point lead last week. They blew a 33-point lead despite... It's not even like the Vikings played perfect. The Vikings threw a fourth-quarter pick down two scores and still won the game. No, he's trying. He's just terrible.
0: All right, next. All right, Matt Stafford announced his spinal cord injury will not force him to retire. Questions surround other Rams start stars Stars. heading into the offseason, and Detroit has their first-round pick. Next year, the Rams will return or rebuild. Well, they can't. Listen, assuming Aaron Donald comes back,
1: the Rams should be good next year. Not great, but good. They they must prioritize the offensive line this offseason. Stafford, hopefully, is over the elbow injury. Cup will be back. Ramsey's got to play a little better. But what they have going for him is that division all of a sudden, not that tough. Tough to win because of San Francisco. But I don't know if Seattle is going to be as good next year as they were surprisingly this year. Maybe they will be. We'll see. And Arizona's terrible. And the Rams are going to get a last-place schedule, which will help them for a few games, a few easier games. So, I listen, I don't think the Rams are going to contend for anything next year, but I think they will at least return to being a legitimate playoff contender
0: as opposed to one of the worst teams in football as they were this year. All right, last. Right. Uh the week 16 NFL schedule is crazy. We have NFL games on four out of the next 5 days. Red Zone is on on a Saturday. Do you prefer your NFL every day or just on Sunday? I like it on Sunday. I don't I don't mind that we're replacing
1: Sunday with Saturday this week. So it's not on Christmas Day. I get that. I don't like the NFL Christmas Day triple header. I, I I just don't uh the thing with the NBA is I liked the NBA on Christmas because you can kind of float in and out of watching it you know what I mean you don't have to sit and watch the entirety of every game. You can, you can watch the end of all the games watch one game in its entirety I the NFL to me is getting a little overzealous with the number of days that we're expected to build our day around watching football. It's the it's last Saturday and Sunday. It's now this Saturday and Sunday in the playoffs. It's going to be every Saturday and Sunday for the first few weeks. I just it's a little too much. And I like the experience of all so many games on Sunday and almost the sensory overload. So it's a little too much, but they're not they're not they're going to keep going as long as the ratings continue to be excellent. Thus far. They've continued to be excellent. All right, we answer your questions in the chat next. What's right? With Factors, delicious, ready-to-eat meals, you will be eating stress-free this spring. Each meal is chef-crafted, fresh, and dietitian approved More importantly, they are never frozen and ready to eat in just two minutes. Choose from a weekly menu of 35 options, including calorie-smart, Keto, Protein Plus, or Vegan and Veggie. Also, discover more than 60 add-ons every week, like breakfast, on-the-go lunch, snacks, and beverages to help you stay fueled up all day long. Try meals with premium ingredients like filet mignon, truffle butter, and shrimp, Restaurant quality food that you do not have to prep, cook, or clean up. Delivered right to your doorstep. And if you need to change your deliveries, you can pause or reschedule whenever you like. Factor is your solution for fast and premium meals. Also, for the month of April, Factor is celebrating Earth Day all month long. Look out for the Earth Month Eats badge on the menu for our lowest carbon footprint meals. So... What are you waiting for? Head to Factormeals.com slash NickWright50 and use code NickWright50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code NickWright50 at Factormeals.com slash NickWright50 to get 50% off your first box and 20% off your next. Fuel up fast, eat better, and get back to what you love doing this spring with Factor. All right, welcome back in episode 108, What's Right with Nick Wright podcast, YouTube show. We're going to answer your listener or viewer questions and comments right now. Remember to subscribe to us on iTunes, on Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, but also on YouTube, please. We'd love to get to the 100,000 YouTube subscribers. We get a plaque if that happens. is moving to California in about two months or a little less than that, and I'd love to send him with that plaque. If we don't get to 100,000 by the time he leaves, I'm keeping the plaque. All right, Demonze. uh... Oh and by the way also shout out to whomever it was
0: on the Twitch
1: no oh, <laughs> that runs a bar at LAX oh yes yeah, yeah, yeah that had our podcast on the big screen on the TV at LAX you know what i'm going to i'm going to make a, a funny comment on there but
0: what was the what do you mean uh he said the guy was like uh hey nick please send me another remote the, uh, the-
1: oh, I know, I saw that. Send me another remote. I got My stuck remote on this broke channel. and it got stuck on this Even channel. it's not a channel. Yeah, so listen, <laughs> I would like to do something. I don't know that I actually can do it. So this is a soft promise, not a full promise. Anyone that has a smart TV in a public venue where you can get YouTube, that puts this podcast on for the general public and takes a picture. Take a picture. Tweet it at What's Right Show. I'm going to try to get some type of swag to send you. Okay?
0: Or I could just do a cameo for him.
1: Sure. We'll throw that in as well. <laughs> we'll throw in a demonze
0: cameo as well. That's a good idea. I like that. All right, what are the listener questions Demonte? All right, Scott Fraser asks, if Jeff- Jefferson goes for 2100, can he get the MVP if Mahomes stumbles and Hurts doesn't play?
1: No, je- listen, Justin Jefferson is not going to get the MVP. Uh, he could show up on ballots, though, because they changed the MVP voting to where instead of just one name, you submit five names. So I think he can show up on uh, some ballots, but I don't think he can win MVP.
0: No, I don't. Next. Okay, Grand Minister Omega asks, "I seen a highlight of Nick so smartly folding a two pair. I think jacks and nines. jacks and Jackson yeah, yeah jacks and nines to a flush or a straight or something. Was that the best fold you ever experienced? What is he? Are you, he's, he's talking, talking about, about a poker? Show? No, he's talking about a poker clip of me folding oh, but on that sh- the poker show.
1: Yeah, on one of the 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 best fold I ever made. Uh." It's actually not that interesting uh but oh look at what's going on on our screen right now I, they're trying to show us right now I see it they're trying to show the picture from LAX and it's creeping onto the live screen right now uh the this is not it I the best fold I ever made I don't know I I don't have a good a quick way to tell the story I I had ace Jack. On a jack high board, and I folded to one bet. And I'm sorry, I had ace jack on an ace high board, and I folded to one bet and properly called out that the guy had ace queen. And he was beside himself that I was correct. Um, but I, I need to give you the full context of it as to why that was such a good fold. That's not going to work in this format.
0: So he was like literally just one card above you or
1: whatever. Exactly he right. He way. had me notched by one. And there was no reason for the bet size he made, and for all of it that I should fold, except I just knew
0: it, and so that was probably it. All right, next. Anonymous asks if and when the Jags, Jags, and the Tampa or TP. What, what
1: do you think doing? TPTWP
0: stands for? Oh, the. Okay. What do you think it stands? The prince for? that cost me a lot of money. The prince the that was promised to make the playoffs. Yep. <laughs> who would you like to see them play, and who do you think they have a chance to beat?
1: I mean. Jags-Ravens-Chargers is who they would play. One of the three. I'm sorry. Dolphins-Ravens-Chargers is who they would play. One of the three. They could beat any of those teams. They could absolutely beat any of those teams. I, I think the Chargers are the best. The Ravens are the hardest to peg because we don't know Lamar's health situation. And the Dolphins have the biggest variance between their best game and their worst game. But they could beat any of them. I would probably pick to have them play the Ravens. I would probably, if if I could set the playoffs perfectly, it would be the Chiefs as the one, the Bills as the two, Bengals three, Jags four, with the with the Ravens as the five, playing the Jags, the Chargers as the six, playing the Bengals. And the Dolphins is at the 7 giving us a third game against the Bills because both those games have been so good.
0: All right, next. All right, Grant Doran asks, Nick, do you think Justin Fields will be on the Lamar Hurts trajectory starting next season being another young super athletic quarterback that excels in their second year starting? I think he could be if the Bears add a lot of help. They need
1: real receivers. They need an offensive line. Luckily, they have the cap space and the draft picks to do it. The Bears right now would have the second pick of the draft. I personally, if I were them, would try to do the same type of trade Miami did with San Francisco, where you trade out of the top three for a team that wants a quarterback, get a bunch of extra first-round picks, and rebuild my team that way. But I like Justin Fields a lot. And what he has going for him that Lamar and Jalen don't is he's huge. Six-fourths and a half. He's a big, big guy. Lamar and Jalen are not that. Yeah, I like Justin Fields if he can stay healthy. It's tough, that style of play. All right, good show today. Good job, Demonte. I got to go do television. We'll see you guys tomorrow for the gambling show. What's right.